0: Business Matters, in association with ATU Donegal's Faculty of Business. If you're an owner or manager in a food production business, consider the new one-year Level 8 Higher Diploma in Food Business and Product Innovation. It's just one three-hour lecture weekly. Call 9186600 or email gary.mcgill at atu.ie. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to
1: Business Matters. My guest this week is the Director of Bold Cost, Liam Langen. Liam set up his quantity surveying practice with former work colleague Jason Tully in 2012. Headquartered in Dublin, the company opened a second office in Learokinney last year and currently employs 22 people. BuildCost has recently secured contracts in the UK and is planning to have a bigger presence there in 2023.
2: Liam, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Uh, thanks very much, Kieran. Um It's a great honour and privilege to, to be here on your show.
1: Liam, your company is celebrating 11 years in business this month. Can we go back to the start, Liam, and tell me what motivated you to
2: set up Bill Cost? Yeah. Well, I suppose maybe I might start with uh, Bill Cost. As you said, we're a quantity surveying practice. We manage. Uh, Construction bu- projects um, on behalf of our clients, so it's large-scale commercial residential projects. Um, our head office is based in uh, Fitzwilliam Place in Dublin too, and we recently opened a second office in Letterkenny last summer. Um, prior to setting up Bill Cost, I worked with my business partner Jason Tully and another QS practice in Dublin. I suppose we always worked very well together. We had similar values and after a lot of late nights uh, hatching business plans and in, in his shed, um, we decided that we would set up, and so rather than being a one-man band, we became a two, two-man band. What were the main considerations, Liam, at
1: that stage, uh, when it came to making the decision to set up a business?
2: yeah well, I suppose the main consideration is we always um, we always believed in our ability to deliver. It was probably about getting the the right opportunities we probably We saw maybe gaps in the market at that time as well, like we set up and it was early two thousand and twelve uh, the country was in the middle of a deep recession and value for money was everything one of the services we provide as well as value engineering and clients at that time were taking stock trying to get uh, projects off the ground which was very very challenging and, um, so that was a good opportunity, we felt with our expertise we could help them. Um, we also worked on a large-scale project uh, previous to setting up uh, Charlemont Street uh, regeneration project it's a 300 million uh, project and I suppose to put it the location into context for your listeners it's about 500 meters uh, from uh, Copperface Jacks and Harcourt Street and I know a lot of the listeners will be familiar with that after maybe big days out in Croke Park so um, we were very fortunate in that, that the client decided to appoint us as their quantity surveyors on that large project soon after we set up what was the attraction to the building sector, Liam? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I suppose the attraction to the building sector. I'd love to say say here to you today that uh, I, I had my career path planned out fully when I was in secondary school, but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Um, When I was in PCC in Vilcaris, one of my favourite subjects at the time was construction studies. So I always felt it was going to be something in that area, but what it would be I had no idea. So from there I went uh, to college in LYAT, or the Regional Technical College as it was known back then. So I studied. It was construction studies. It was quite broad. It was a a certificate in construction studies. Um, One of the lectures there at the time was your own father, uh, John. Um, He he. uh, One of the modules he taught me was uh, measurement. And look, it was something that I really enjoyed. And at that stage, I knew that that was probably the 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 career I wanted to follow, and that really led me into quantity
1: surveying. And computerisation in the sector was just starting to sort of filter at that stage, Liam. So did you still come from the background of the pencil and the T-square?
2: Yeah, well, I suppose in secondary school, the technical drawing was all done T-square and pencil, as you say. When we went then to uh, um, LYAT, uh, at that stage, AutoCAD ha- was starting to be introduced, although there was still a, l- a lot of stuff was done by hand, whether it was drawing or even measurement as well. It was still done on takeoff paper. But then, you know, that was around the time that a lot of the you know technology was starting to be introduced into the construction sector and software packages like BuildSoft were, were starting to be developed.
1: Liam, yourself and Jason uh, set up the company. How long was it uh, a two-person operation before it became what is now a 22-person operation?
2: Yeah, so when we set up, we we rented a a little room in... um in an office in Leeson street so we were very ambitious at the time we rented a room that was big enough for four people so um at that stage um i think we were probably two man for about six months and then we, we we started adding to the team and thankfully within a year or so we kind of outgrew that office and we now have a team of Twenty-two. We've very talented team, and we're very, very, very fortunate with the team that we do have. Can you talk to me about the decision to open
1: a second office here in Kinney last year, Liam?
2: Yeah. Well, obviously, I have a bit of a vested interest, being from Donegal myself. But you wouldn't make a business decision on that. Um, it, there's a lot of. Colleges in the region, LYIT, you've got Sligo, and just a little bit further away, Jordanstown. So, all of these colleges um, offer quantity surveying now, and it's degree courses in quantity surveying. And so, like, there's, it's a real natural hotbed of talent there for quantity surveyors, and that's really what was our main driver for opening in the area. Is
1: there much of a difference between the sector and the education pathway now compared to when you started out, say, uh, back in the 90s?
2: Yeah, well, I suppose even if you just even if we bring it back to, to local matters here, um, LYAT there, w- there wasn't the opportunity to do a degree in quantity surveying um, back then. You could only do a certificate in construction studies. Um, so yeah, look, I suppose the the college college uh, scene has changed quite a bit. Uh, technology has also played a big part in that and I think the what's very successful too with a lot of the colleges now they're very in touch with the industry because um, I think that's hugely important while academic is very you know is you have to learn the you know the foundation at college it's also very important to understand the practical side and most colleges now offer a year's work placement. And how big a part does technology play uh, in your sector at the moment? Yeah, well, the technology plays a huge part, and it's a, an ever-evolving process. I suppose if we even look back to, I suppose, when the pandemic struck, like if we didn't have technology, most of people in our industry wouldn't have been able to work. Um, because of technology it's it's allowed people to sort of work from anywhere really uh, as long as you have good access to to broadband and I suppose really everything we do now it's you know like there's on we measure on screen so ev- everything is done through technology
1: can you talk to me uh, a wee bit Liam about the services bulk cost provides
2: yeah like our our core service is quantity surveying um, services. So basically we're like uh, the accountants of the construction industry. Um, There's some spin-off services from that as well that we provide. We we do reinstatement cost assessments for rebuild for insurances. We do project monitoring on behalf of uh, a lot of the funders. And uh, we also help compile and prepare tender documents on large design and build or PPP uh, contracts as well.
1: Liam, before we started recording, uh, you did mention that you were starting to dip your toe into the UK market. How did that come about, and what are your expectations for that move?
2: Yeah, look, we've. Um, I suppose that how that came about for us to fall is we, as a senior QS, has recently joined our company, um, Ray, and uh, look, he had worked previously in the UK, he'd worked he worked very successfully with one person in particular, and uh, look, it's really it's really true that contact was the, was the start of it. So we're looking at uh, some industrial units over there in the UK, but there's other opportunities there with some of the other uh, Irish developers that are here that are also working in the UK, and I suppose, look, you know. We it works in a very similar manner to Ireland and uh, look, I think the skills are easily transferable from what you do here in Ireland to to the UK. How similar uh, is
1: the UK market to the Irish market at the moment, then?
2: Yeah, well, look, I think uh, I suppose there's a lot of challenges in the Irish market at the min- at the minute, and the UK is is no is no different. They're they're probably um, still feeling the effects of Brexit, where maybe you know we've moved on a lot from Brexit, and we probably, as a country, have gained a lot more opportunities through Brexit, through companies needing to have an, a, a European address, and I suppose Dublin was a was a was a good uh, home for that. Uh, but uh, I suppose. At the same time, the UK is a far greater market than Ireland as well, so I think there's a lot of opportunities there too. And are there plans to add to the team of 22, Liam, uh, if all, everything goes
1: well uh, and the UK move?
2: Ah, yeah, look, there's, we, we, what we've decided to do is we try, we've decided to grow the company surely and steadily. Um, we don't want to take too big a step and drop the level of service to our existing clients. Um, we're at a size too that allowed my other business partner jason and myself to be hands-on in projects and a lot of the clients like that as well but like any company of course we're very ambitious and we're always looking to 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 grow the team
1: liam we're almost three months on from the start of the pandemic how did those lockdowns uh, affect the operations at bill costa
2: yeah well i suppose uh look i suppose in terms of the pandemic itself look it had a huge impact on the construction industry first and foremost uh most sites maybe would have experienced two site uh, closures during that period there was issues around uh getting uh, the supply of materials and then i suppose from a from a business perspective um i suppose we, we we pride ourselves on being a very agile company we everybody had been set up on laptops connected to a central server um, we also invested a lot of money as a business in um, replicating the office set up at home because we had offered our our team uh, flexible working arrangements to allow them to work from home or from anywhere prior to prior to COVID. So I suppose from a business operations point of view, it wasn't that disruptive to us because of the way we were set up in advance. And have you taken any learnings from the last few
1: years, Liam, in, in, in terms of how you operate your business?
2: Yeah, well, I suppose, I suppose we never take anything for granted. I think it's in a... The, the construction industry is ever-evolving, ever-changing. You always need to be have solutions and try and stay ahead of the changes and try and anticipate some of these things. And I'm not saying that we anticipated the pandemic, but I think being flexible, being agile is really, really important. Uh, you
1: mentioned the, the supply chain difficulty. Has that improved in recent times?
2: Um, the supply chain, it has. And I think, uh, I suppose, during maybe the last uh, 12 months in particular, certain material prices had skyrocketed. Steel reinforcement, uh, copper insulation, those sort of materials, some of them would have increased by about 50%. But, you know, at the start of this year, well, you know, it, it looked there's signs there that some of these prices are starting to, to come back, which is good.
1: Uh, I read on your website, Liam, one of the reports from the cost uh, um, analysis over the last number of years, I think it was a 13% increase from 2020 to 2021. Are we likely to see uh, an improvement, maybe, Liam, in, in that figure going forward?
2: Yeah, look, we've had exceptional tender price inflation. Yeah, you're correct. There was uh, It was tw- uh, 13% in 2021. Um, look, the SCSA haven't produced it, and this is for the second half of last year, but look, I'm expecting that 2022 is probably going to show an increase of somewhere between 14 or 15% over those 12 months. So if you added those two years together, you're talking about 27 or 28%, which is clearly not sustainable if projects are to be viable. At the start of this year... Um, I think things are starting to level off a little bit. The rates are still going up, but not at the same pace that they were, which you know, which is a positive for the whole industry. So there's a growing confidence in the sector again. Yeah, well, I think the, the the confidence was always there. There was just look, I think it's issues driven by the pandemic, what's happened in the U- Ukraine, and just a general shortage of labour as well. But look, it does seem to be working itself out. There's no doubt certain projects that weren't commercially available have been paused. Uh, but look, at, I think at the end of last year, if you had asked me about positivity in the industry, I probably would have been more concerned than actually the first uh, two months of this year have shown. Uh, look, there's, as I said, look, certain things have paused, but look, I think industry in general is still quite busy but I think it's more manageable busy as well.
1: Liam have you a view on the current housing situation in Ireland?
2: Yeah look it's one of the biggest challenges um, delivering affordable homes look there's a lot of factors there Um, in Dublin at the minute Uh, There's a debate around the height that you can build apartment blocks and it's subject to judicial review before and Board Planola can decide on that. So that's causing a jab with uh, planning applications. And there, we'll take a break. Are you an owner or manager within
0: a food production business? ATU's Faculty of Business will support you with its one year Level 8 Higher Diploma in Food Business and Product Innovation. Future proof your operations by completing one three hour online lecture weekly, all while working your normal schedule. Contact the Work Based Learning Programme Development Manager on 9186600 or email gary.mcgill at atu.ie. You're welcome back.
1: Before the break, Liam was talking about the challenge of providing affordable homes.
2: There's also then, if you move out of the city centre into more suburban areas, the densities is forcing people to sort of maybe go up, where maybe, maybe the demand is more for houses with a back garden rather than apartments. So yeah, look, there, there's a lot of challenges there in the, in the housing sector. Would you have a solution, Liam, to maybe uh, improve things somewhat? Um, I don't know if I have a solution to improve things, but there's definitely things that uh, the, the, the people in power could look at. Um, I think we need a bit of flexibility around, um, you know, the densities and how you deliver densities. You know, you can still deliver densities in suburban locations by maybe compromising on some of the open space in terms of the areas, uh, and that'll still allow houses. And like, if you can deliver houses instead of apartments, it's going to save over a hundred thousand to the end user. Is that ultimately the key? Yeah. Well, I think we're we're at a we're at a standoff position now where there's a huge demand, but uh, developers just cannot deliver to meet that demand and uh, uh, where, where they are going to make any profit. I know there's a perception out there that developers are making lots of profit, but look, you know, I don't believe that to be the case, and look, you can have all the pent-up demand that you want, but if it doesn't stack up commercially, they just won't get built.
1: Tell me, Liam, what's the biggest challenge that you faced in your 11 years in business?
2: Yeah, well, I suppose I touched on it earlier. Look, it's, a, it's never a evolving industry, the construction industry in particular. So it's trying to stay ahead of all the changes that, you know, so every day. But it's great. It keeps you, you know, it keeps you on your toes. Um but look, the biggest challenge, and I think a lot of companies would say the same thing, is, has and still is, is recruitment. Look, it's, recruitment, it's recruiting talent that have the same values as yourself. And uh, look, we're very fortunate, though, with the team we have at the moment. What's the best lesson that you've learned in business to date? Yeah, oh, look, I've learned a lot of lessons, uh, some some the hard way, but uh, I think probably the, the best lesson really is, uh, you know, to surround yourself with, uh, with a very, very good team. I suppose, look, I'm lucky, look, it, it starts with uh, your parents, your big influence on you, they're very supportive when I was going through college and when I went to Dublin first. Um, very fortunate then with the business partner Jason. Like we, we, uh, we interact very well together. It we, doesn't mean that we don't challenge each other as well because I think you have to have that. But look, we, you know, we, we've wor- we've worked really, really well together before build costs, and that's still true. I suppose then when I I got married uh, to my wife Anne, like she's been a real uh, rock of support as well. And then look the team that we have. So I think probably your. The team, and then look. Maybe second of all, then is look. It's just to to have to have an open mind as well, like because things do change, and you know you don't you mightn't always have the best idea yourself. So seek seek help from from people that are you know better placed to give you that advice.
1: Liam, you mentioned your parents uh, and your late father Tony uh, was a butcher and uh, a business that he carried on after the death of his father. Were you ever tempted to, to go down that route?
2: Um, uh, I don't know. I suppose like, like, uh, like a lot of his nephews, they all would have spent a lot of time working with him um, in the in the summers when they were off school, and I would have done the same. And at weekends, and I, I really enjoyed that. I suppose I am a bit of a people person as well. Like I do like getting out and meeting people. So there was a lot of elements to that that. Uh, that um, you know that I really enjoyed, you know. Uh, but uh, now I, I, I don't think I could have been as good at that as he was. Uh, what's the best part of being your own boss, Liam? Um, I suppose being your own boss. Uh, I suppose uh, you, you're in control of your own destiny. I suppose to to a certain point, you know, you have to go out and show um, leadership all the time, especially when things maybe can be can be difficult. And, uh, yeah, I think you can you can probably exert uh, maybe more influence than in maybe the way you want to go. But at the same time, it's not, you know, I, I do hate that term boss. It's not, a, it's not a term we'd use in the office either. Like, I like the word team, and I'm happy to take uh, ideas from somebody that's in in placement, because I think the day you close your mind off to that, you're just missing out on so many opportunities.
1: Is there a person
2: in business, Liam,
1: that you admire most?
2: Uh, look, there's a lot of people in business that I admire. I suppose uh, one of our um, clients, Sean Riley, is very astute and highly respected developer in Dublin. I, I touched on the project there, Charlemont Street, like the 300 million scheme. But like for for the context uh, of that project, this was being considered back in 2008 when 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 property was a bad word but he could see the opportunity that nobody else did i suppose then in donegal you can't help but admire philip o'doherty and building a two billion business in burn foot and i know he's not a business leader but that, and closer to home father john joe duffy you know the leadership he's shown in the last few months like uh, has haven't seen that anywhere else
1: and Liam, what advice would you give your 21 year old self
2: yeah, I suppose. Uh, I suppose it's a bit like what I said earlier. It's a, a open mind, and uh, you know, don't have a fear. Of, uh, don't let the fear of failure hold you back. And I think if you're going to, if you're going to develop, you do have to get out of your comfort zone. And it's it's all right to not be in your comfort zone.
1: Liam, you've seen a lot of changes, I suppose, in business as well as your own sector. Are there any uh, particular changes that sort of? Bounce out at
2: you. Um, I suppose the technology. You know, maybe when you started, it was more. There was more pen and paper. Where it's all all technology. Um, I think now, for in terms of construction projects as well there's a lot more vetting of the figures, there's a lot of more checking, there's a lot more scrutiny, especially with funders. I suppose we've learned a lot of lessons maybe from the economic cra- crash in 2008. So yeah, look, there, there's, there's lots of changes.
1: Liam, you're living in, in Dunfanaghy. Uh, the main office is in Dublin. Your second office is Letterkenny, and you're looking at uh, getting into the UK market. It's quite a busy uh, portfolio for yourself. Can you give me maybe an example of a typical week and your work working life?
2: Yeah, um, well, I suppose I, it's like the, every week is different, but I suppose like I, like in the past week, just to give an idea to maybe some of the listeners, and maybe somebody that's maybe thinking about doing quantity surveying and what it, what it might entail. Uh, I suppose for me personally, like in the last couple, last week, I've been looking at. Uh, we're doing a budget estimate for two large industrial units, seven hundred thousand square foot. Um, we've done a doing a tender report at the moment on a large office fit out as well. We're preparing budget estimates on a restaurant fit out and uh, done a reinstatement value for three hospitals as well as the ongoing post-contract work that we'll be doing and all the jobs that are on site, where that be like doing valuations for payment for contractors. So the work is very wide and varied there, as you can see. And I suppose one of the things we like about our business, we're working in lots of different sectors. We, We haven't, you know, and I think that's probably something that's been maybe an advantage over the years as well.
1: Liam, can you tell our listeners some of the big names uh, that you've worked with in, in recent times?
2: Yeah, look, it's, it's always dangerous to, to mention names because I'm sure I'm going to leave out a lot of very important uh, clients. But, uh, yeah, look, the, some of the clients uh, that, that's been with us from the start would be uh, McGarry riley uh, the Royal College of Surgeons, uh, Glenn Candy Wilson park developments we've worked with uh, Macquarie as well and uh, I suppose then maybe your listeners be more familiar with names likes of Aviva and and Twitter and some of the and some of the funders as well like the likes of AIB and Bank of Ireland and as opposed to bring it back to more locally um, not not long after we set up we've done a large project in, in Begs for united fish industries now that they're rebranded as Palagio, so that was a really large project and a really really important one for us when we set out
1: how important are recommendations on your site Earlier?
2: Yeah, like it's, uh, it's a good question, Kieran. because uh, I know marketing is important, but the construction industry is very much about referrals and people, you know, our our best referrals are our existing client base there. So if anybody is going to be checking you out for new work, like their first uh, point of contact is going to be your existing clients. So yeah, referrals is everything, testimonials is everything. And look, it's looking after your existing clients. Like we're very confident that if we get an opportunity to work with somebody once, that they'll be happy with the service and that they'll work with us time and again.
1: Then one thing I wanted to ask you about is your view on modular homes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, look, we're looking we're, we're at a lot of different studies at the moment. Um, I suppose there is a labour shortage, Um and look a lot of the clients we work for, with the likes of Glenn v, who report into a PLC have huge targets to meet every year. So building traditionally with block work is just it's uh, you know it's uh, maybe it doesn't meet the demand as quick as you would need. So modular construction is playing a, is starting to play a huge part now in the industry. Everybody's looking at different bespoke solutions, whether that be steel framed uh buildings uh, insulated concrete formwork, precast timber frame. So these will be part of the solution moving forward if we're going to meet the targets that you know that we need to in terms of housing.
1: Liam, if you had followed your childhood dream job, what would you be doing today?
2: Yeah, well, maybe not a job, but I suppose it'd be wearing the the red jersey of Liverpool. Uh, John Barnes was a huge uh, hero mine at the time, but uh, that didn't didn't work out. I know. When you're not uh, working, Liam, you have a big
1: interest in sport and a big interest in what's going on in your hometown of Dunfanaghy.
2: Yeah, look, it's a great uh, it's a great escape from uh, from work. There's a lot of parallels with sport and work actually when you are involved. But uh, look, I'm very fortunate to be involved with uh, the local soccer club Dunfanaghy Youths and St Michael's. Um, there's a there's a huge effort being put in now with all the underage teams there there's great interest there's loads of coaches the parents are all getting involved Um, you know and it's uh, look for me it's a great uh, it's great social interaction. How is business in Dunfanahe and the surrounding areas at the moment? Um, Yeah I suppose Dunfanahe even during the pandemic and when people could travel probably you know it had probably had its busiest summer um, look it's uh, I suppose it's a bit of an outlier as well and that you've got a lot of little different uh, businesses there little craft shops artwork it's you know it's a real good place a destiny to destination to to visit so I think uh, look at you know Don and Chris have both uh, you know in terms of tourism have been doing really well over the last few years and it's you know it's it's great to see it's really it's, it's really important for the the local economies and finally Liam what does the future
1: hold for yourself and your business
2: yeah well, look the future for the business um, it's it's, really is it's very there's a very simple one for me look it's to to serve our existing clients to the to the high standards that we've set over the past 11 years Um, so that's that's first and foremost with us and then after that, I suppose, uh, look, sustainability is something that impacts on us all and an impact on all future generations. It's actually a sector that we're looking as a business to get into as well. And uh, look, hopefully um, I'm back talking to you about that uh, maybe in a, in a few months' time once we get, get involved in that sector. Look forward to that, Liam. For now, Liam Langen, Director
1: of Bulkast thanks for taking the time to talk to us on Business Matters.
2: Yeah, thanks very much
1: Kieran. Well that's our lot for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guest Liam Langan, thanks to Kenneth Wilson on Sound and thanks to you for listening. If you'd
0: like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at tidalradio.com Business Matters, in association with ATU Donegal's Faculty of Business. If you're an owner or manager in food production business, consider the new one-year Level 8 Higher Diploma in Food Business and Product Innovation. It's just one three-hour lecture weekly. Call nine one eight double six double zero or email gary.mcgill at atu.ie.